Hello and welcome to the Oddcast, Ireland's musical theatre podcast. My name is Keen O'Dowd and you are joining us for the Association of Irish Musical Society's Awards Nominations special episode. Unfortunately, Adam is unable to join us today, but I am joined by my now idolised co-host, recipient of an Ames Best Actor nomination, Daniel Ryan. Woo! Big day, Dan. Big oh, day. What a day. What a day. Smashing. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so just to make our uh, listeners aware, you were nominated for playing Seymour. The I Little was. Shop of Horrors. Yes. With, with, with the Odd Theatre Company. So we're coming full circle nice. with, the, with the Odd Nice cast. to give it the plug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If, if people aren't on board that hype train by now. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah. Just in case you didn't get that the Odd Cast is related to the Odd <laughs> Theatre Company. I'm just Six spelling it out in. right now. Yeah, we should really <laughs> clarify. We should have led with that at the very beginning. So no, apologies for any confusion. <laughs> we, sh- we should have, definitely. But it is, it, uh, it's a great, it, uh, Nominations Day is always an absolutely massive day in the calendar. And mm. particularly so when your society picks something up. I think we've been particularly fortunate that you've picked up a Best Actor nom for your portrayal of Seymour. And Anya Foley, who is our choreographer and our cast, have picked up a Best Choreography nomination, which is hugely deserved. I mean, the amount of work, the amount of work that Anya put into that. And I'm always blown away by the way Anya dreams up these routines. It's, it's kind it's one of those things where you just look at someone and you go how does your brain think of that yeah where did you co- where did you come up with this how where did you come up with that and, <laughs> and, and her little but, face her little face when it got and now she was so surprised <laughs> it was just adorable it was the best it thing was beautiful ever. it was absolutely beautiful definitely it was the definition of being like just like completely like like stunned like she just uh, was great so day. massive kudos to her mm-hmm. and of course to uh emma lynn and sharice yeah <laughs> as... like the i think the choreography award I, I know it's like probably aimed at like how well everyone does it but like let's call it a spade a spade here like lynn and emma and sharice did oh my god they were dancing constantly in that show so <laughs> so yeah so we'll t- like we'll claim it we'll absolutely i'll be like yeah no, oh, we'll we, take we it because yeah. yeah exactly like when we all stood in the line next skid row mm. and myself and keelan like weaved our way through like that that was movement like oh just, like, yeah movement, yeah the likes of which you've never seen <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so we can we can all claim we can all claim a bit of it but uh, the three girls definitely definitely brought that one Our, home for sure yeah yeah and it was just beautifully executed it was great stuff but i mean much as much as i would like to harp on about the odd theater's accomplishments uh for the entirety of this episode we have a lot to talk about i think on who did what or who managed to achieve what and who are the big winners from this year's nominations but before we go to that i think maybe we'll touch on one or two pieces of musical theater news that have happened on the professional scene and i know some people will be particularly excited about news that smash is being adapted for the stage Mm -hmm. this of course was the nbc musical series that i think it had its finale about seven years ago but it starred Catherine mcphee and megan hilty and it was all Mm -hmm. about putting together it was i mean it's very musical theater it's show within a show so oh yeah everybody in they're they're, yeah they're putting together this show about the life of marilyn monroe called bombshell and i think if i remember correctly both Catherine mcphee and megan hilty play in certainly initially 
Marlon Monroe. But it's one of those ones where the show within the show had original music and then Smash outside of it was sort of jukebox. And yes, yes. Steven Spielberg, which is not a move that I necessarily thought he'd be involved in as the producer Mm. or one of the producers of this thing. And he's confirmed this week that they are making it and bringing it to Broadway. And I think some people were kind of thinking, oh, well, what if they just produce Bombshell? What if they just produce the show within a show? Because I think a couple of years ago for a charity thing, they staged bombshell Mm -hmm. the show within the show Mm -hmm. but it seems that's not what they're doing they're kind of going for an adaptation of the whole thing which is probably smart if you're thinking from a commercial perspective yeah right because you're trading specifically on that smash brand and because it only ran for two seasons Mm -hmm. it didn't have the opportunity that the simpsons has had after like 74 (laughs) goddamn seasons incredibly sour exactly they maintained the quality Hmm. all the way through and there's a lot of cult love for this thing yeah no absolutely well aside from that i know i'm absolutely like late to the party on this in in more professional news i came across this week they've done an all-female recording of some of the songs from jesus christ superstar so it it, it stemmed from there was an all-female concert version of it in about, about three years ago and now they've come back together to kind of do they're doing it in two parts they're doing like a volume one volume two so some of the stars so it's called she is risen uh, volume one is is the name of the album in question and you've got basically like pretty stacked list so you've got morgan james who was in motown she was in godspell she's playing jesus you've got right show shoshana bean i always get her name wrong i never know how to pronounce it anyway she was most recently in waitress but she's done wicked as well she's playing judas and then cynthia revo who obviously of the color purple fame obviously won mm. a tony award for that she's playing mary magdalene you've got orpha who was in pretty woman she was in legally blonde she was the original paulette she's as, as pilot and then you've got uh ladisi so she's like a kind of artist not so much known for her broadway work and she's playing simon so like really stacked this i mean like cynthia revo could sing the phone book to me and i'd be oh, like yes Jesus. more i'd pay i'll pay top dollar for that <laughs> but it's only so it's, it's it's a short kind of i suppose not so much an album more like an ep and um, it, it, there's only five tracks on this volume one and then they're going to do mm. volume two and do another five so in this one you have heaven on their minds pilot's dream simon zealots uh, i don't know how to love him and gethsemane yeah and it's just it's i mean like i took a listen to it as well because i kind of came across it i saw like an article on playbill about it and then i took a listen to it during the week and it's just i mean it's so great to hear I mean, obviously, I don't know how to love him is always sung by a woman, but hearing Cynthia Revo yes. sing it is, is brilliant. That's what we all that's what we've been waiting for. But hearing like Heaven on Their Minds, Gethsemane, you know, just hearing these ones sung by women, it's just it was just great. Like they all do absolutely top drawer versions of it. Really, really good. I have to say, Morgan James, who plays Jesus, my God, I think she actually originally trained as like a classical singer. She was more like a kind oh. of, you know, and trying to make it as kind of more I don't know so much kind of opera, but definitely more like classical as opposed to this kind of, you know, musical theater or kind of crossover style. But she's kind of found kind of found a little niche for herself and she's she's making it work because her her Gethsemane is quite good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, that's one of the ones that will have to go on the list for listens. Mm-hmm, indeed. On lockdown. That's good alliteration there. I'm rather proud with that. Good. Um, we are just on fire today. <laughs> oh, stop. So with Broadway news covered off. That brings us to the main event, which is the Association of Irish Musical Societies nominations. It was a tale of some surprises and some similarities to previous years. Because 
obviously the nominations were not going to take place in the usual manner on stage at St. Michael's Theatre in New Ross. They were taking place by video link. So that's what we had on YouTube Live. There was a full video, nicely done. Very nice. With Rob Donnelly, Fiona Sheeran, Kate Furlong, and Frank Foley. And they called out all of the nominations for us on video. I think it was really well done. I think it was mm. it was a nicely put together. It was short. It was sharp. It really clicked along at a yeah. pace. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, was, I didn't know what to expect when they said, you know, they were doing a YouTube Live. Um, mm. But it, no, it went really, really well. And like, you know, they just, <laughs> like Rob came on and he said, you know, a few words, obviously, because like, you know, it's it's kind yeah. of a, as usual, it's it's a good platform to kind of speak to like, you know, all the other kind of societies across Ireland. Then like, you know, we just, they dived into it and it was like, let's just get mm. this done. You know? Yeah. And I was, I was actually having, having difficulty keeping, even writing down on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, slow down, Rob, slow down. Yeah. I can't do it. Can't give up. But it was a surprising nominations ceremony in the respect that I think the focus all always in nominations is on the best overall. And we didn't think that we were getting that today Mm -hmm. as the normal way that that happens is best overall is reserved for the Friday night at Killarney. And perhaps, perhaps it's a bit of tacit admission that Killarney ain't looking all that likely even in September. Yeah, that was my thinking. I was kind of like, if you, if you're, if you're not even sure that we're all going to be there, why hold on to that information? Because what would like, in fairness, like, you know, what would you do if it rolls around kind of end of July, start of August, and you have to admit that you know that you're not going to be there so then it's kind yeah. of like okay here's your overall and it, it would kind of take away from that moment you know because it's a huge it's a huge Absolutely. moment to get a best overall show nomination is massive yeah. so you can you kind of want to do that moment justice and i think i think it was the right call definitely to oh, an for today. sure for sure and not only were we getting that at the very tail end of the nominations we were not getting five nominations we were down to three overall shows it was curtailed and i think that probably in view of the fact that we probably only have about two-thirds of the societies that would normally be eligible for awards Hmm. able to participate in the awards and adjudication scheme this year it probably makes sense to take it back to three because the added complication in there and what has been confirmed already is that only the shows that are nominated for best overall are going to go in from Sullivan are going to go into Gilbert next year. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there was probably a feeling that maybe five is a little too much to go up in a year where nobody is going to go down. Mm-hmm. It'll place an additional burden on the adjudicator for Gilbert next year. We don't know who that is yet. To see five additional shows, three is a little bit more manageable. Yeah. And obviously the points accrued from the other nominations they are not going to affect going up or down this year. Yeah. I don't know whether we have confirmation whether those points are going to go into your tally at and, a later point. Yeah, I, do, I don't actually know. I, ha- I haven't seen it anywhere. And, and that thought did kind of hit me. I mean, rather selfishly, because I was also involved with that Lone Musical Society this year. Mm. And they picked up some good, <laughs> they picked up a few yeah. nominations themselves. And, they, and one of them is the best overall. And I was kind of like, I really hope that, you know, fine. Yeah. It won't affect where you are next year, but I really hope that societies do get the benefit of those points because I, I just I just think it, it would be unfair to kind of write off everything from this year. You know, I think if you you know if you were good enough to get nominated, you should get the benefit of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because look, the show was performed; you deserve the benefit of it, and it is obviously awful that other societies don't get to participate this year and may be at some kind of disadvantage. But that may end up 
correcting itself almost next year. Indeed. It may. Indeed. Because we may be in a position where it certainly looks like, and we've already seen some cancellations. I'm thinking of HXT in Port Leash yep. immediately. And I'm sure there are others, others out there who have cancelled their shows for the autumn and winter period, the pre-Christmas period. Mm -hmm. And it seems extremely unlikely that any shows are going to take place pre-Christmas at the very least. So we may well be in a position where you're now looking at March or April by the time other societies can put on their shows, perhaps even later. Perhaps we might see no shows in the next season at all. It's a very realistic possibility. Absolutely. But even on that, you know, I suppose and what kind of popped into my head is that we already know that there's some, you know, some societies aren't going ahead, you know, this side of Christmas. And mm. it kind of it kind of raises the question, you know, this year was a bit different. We'd already started the season, you know, and then the, nobody could have seen this coming. Now you're kind of looking next year. You already know from the outset there's people who are going to be affected by this and not able to take part. Yeah. Would it even be wise to actually have an adjudication scheme next year? Would you not like let this kind of settle? Yeah before you decide to get adjudicators in place and I, I just know for myself anyway I'm kind of like it's one thing having this kind of coming out of nowhere mid-March it's another thing of kind of like from the outset you are going to plow mm. ahead and you know that I can't put on a show and I can't I can't put yeah. my my show out there and it's not a case of like well I'll just do it you know in February March or April like you know it I might have a very narrow window and you know just happy to let it go mm. for the year you know it's, it's just it's something that had crossed my mind, but you know, like you said, equally, it kind of it, it would it would balance the scales if people who didn't get a go this year would would get their shop next year. <laughs> you know, it it would be in it would be kind of an unfair balancing of the scales. So you know, it it possibly would. It is a situation that's full of imperfect solutions. Mm-hmm. Sadly, okay. from start to finish, it's like a musical. <laughs> <laughs> it has the hallmarks of a musical about it. it don't give me ideas. <laughs> That's, <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about who the big winners from mm-hmm. this year's nominations are and we will start with the Gilbert section so obviously more or less picking up where they left off Indeed. our Port Leash Musical Society Absolutely, God. their production of Ragtime hauling a whopping seven nominations I mean like even in any year that would be an impressive haul you know like yeah. so like that's just it's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, in fairness, Ragtime, such an a, a, it's a it's a big show. It's an epic show, mm. but like that, you know, the stakes are nearly higher in those kind of shows. Like you know, you can't phone those ones in. You have to go out there. Your 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 leads have to be committed to that. You know, your direction yeah. has to be on point. Your you know you your musical director has to have that orchestra you know firing on all cylinders. The chorus need to know their lines. They have to be like driving the energy of that show because it's it's massive. Like it's about kind of three different groups living in New York City. So straight away you're having your course, you're going to be dividing them into three. So they all need to be bringing it because you can't have oh, oh you know they were great and they were great, but the third group they were uh, they were a bit weak. Now that's where all, that's where all the duffers ended up in there. Like you know, <laughs> so it just goes to show you like you know in a show like that when when the, when the ante is is up. And they obviously mm. absolutely brought it, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely impressive. And like you look at the nominations like across the board, obviously 
best overall sitting at the top of that. So they'll be looking to hold on to their trophy from last year. Obviously, they won with yeah, Titanic champs. And I mean, if we look the previous two years, like League Slip, Musical and Variety Group won two years in a row. Could we see Port Leash then follow them with two years in a row of their own? It's it's not yeah. out of the question. Not and, out of the question but, at all. But even then, you look like they're ticking the boxes all across the board. You know, they have director, musical director. They've got female singer. They've got actor. They've got visual. Like you're literally just... Yeah. Every aspect of the production just seems to have been uh, kind of, you know, recognized and, and getting that recognition. So, I mean, it, it it's all looking good. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's, I'm not in all, charge, all of, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's they are. I, I'm not sure what odds Paddy Power are taking on it, but they would be <laughs> they would be narrow odds for Port Leash to win yes. best overall again. You know, Absolutely. we're we're down to three. They're leading the way with seven nominations. But while Port Leash have had a fantastic time of it in Gilbert, a number of other societies have done very well. Four societies got five nominations, including New Ross, which I was in. So I have to give a big shout out. It was nominated for Best Technical, Best Stage Management under Mark Hayden, Best Comedian, Joanne McCabe, Best Actress, Ashley Doran, and Best Program, Sean O'Brien put that together. So a really good set of nominations and all of them incredibly mm. well deserved they're just a fantastic musical mm. society uh, newcastle glee calamity jane picked up five southeastern's cats not affected by tom hooper's catastrophe <laughs> of a show or a movie have picked up five nominations and then ucd who had actually still three shows eligible for nomination in Gilbert. They represented 11% of the, of the shows adjudicated in Gilbert. But Our House, which I think was on in February, picked up five nominations. Yeah. And of those, Southeastern's Cats was also, with Port Leash, nominated for Best Overall Show. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so you think everybody else within that glut of societies with five nominations are going to be thinking to themselves, right, well, well, one of us is going to be plucked for the next nominee for best overall. But no, it's no. Trim's Michael Collins, which yeah. up until that point had two nominations, best supporting actor Kevin Hartnett and best singer Jenny McCabe. And I, I think Michael Collins is sort of a show that it's real Marmite stuff. Mm. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah. And, but it certainly seems like this was just a really, really cogently put together, you know, a clear vision throughout, very atmospheric. All of the leads like Ray O'Hare and, and Jenny and Kevin Hartnett and, and Sean Hendley just really getting their parts. Yeah. And really getting the, the sense of passion, the furore of the time, a very powerful and challenging time in Irish history. And, and I think once, you, once you're in a position... And it was on Dermot O'Callaghan. It was his first time directing, you know, mm-hmm. obviously a very seasoned musical director, but this was his first time in the director's chair. But once you get all of that and all of your actors get all of that and manage to portray it, something that's so I don't know, full of fury and passion mm-hmm. and treachery. Yeah. Once you can communicate that to an audience, you are always going to be a contender for a best overall show because it is extremely powerful. Yeah, it's got that well, it's got you, that epic factor, you know, and yeah. it, it and it really can, you know, there's moments in that show that really can if they're delivered right and everyone is like, you know, they're really feeling it and they're really getting what the message mm. they're trying to get across and, and and portraying this time, this 
crucial time in Irish in Irish history, like, you know, absolutely pivotal. If they can get in touch with that and they deliver that out to the audience, it can take your breath away. You can actually just be sitting there, just like, you know, <laughs> nearly rooted into your seat <laughs> just from the sheer power coming off the stage at you. It, it has those moments. So if, if that's if that's being kept up from start to finish, then absolutely it is. It's it's definitely best overall you know territory absolutely you know that's and that's the thing because we've it isn't necessarily a pure exercise in arithmetic as to who gets into best overall Mm. you know it's not it's not necessarily we've had the most nominations all the way up through we're going to get into best overall sometimes it is it's a great synergy in a show that brings it into best overall that all of the parts just work so well together that they just become more than their sum, essentially. And obviously, like, well done to, I mean, everybody who received any nominations in the Gilbert section, but obviously particularly to Port Leash, Southeastern Theatre Group, and Trim. You know, it's it's a fantastic achievement. And I think Trim were there last year with Urintan. Yes, they were. Obviously, Tony was the adjudicator for Gilbert last year and Trim did Urintown last year. So he did make mention in his adjudication that they had really changed their tone, mm-hmm. going from a pure comedy, very Brechtian, very a show that knows it's a show, yeah. to something which is, as you say, quite epic. And I think it's always going to reflect really well on a society when they got, can go a complete 180 in their tonal shift yeah. and still produce a show. It's going to speak to you really well. And it's uh, it's a fantastic accomplishment to be able to do that. Absolutely. It's a, like you said, to be able to do that in the space of a year, to pick up a best overall show nominations for two shows that are sitting at two opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Very much so. Like It's quite so that, that just shows you the kind of the the breadth and the depth of talent that they have and the, and their ability to do that so apps I mean like it's a huge achievement it's a huge yeah. achievement and a and massive great, congratulations great, yeah great consistency it's hard to keep those sta- kind of standards up year in year out so it's just a real testament to them but in the Sullivan section we have a couple of interesting stories of a different kind so one of the big stories is the rise of crack and no <laughs> everyone loves crack. I'm not talking about how widespread the use of crack cocaine has become in our streets. No, I mean Coal Island's brand new crack theatre company. They picked four, picked up four nominations, one of which was for Best Overall Show for their production of Little Shop of Horrors. That is a sensational achievement <laughs> to come. That's what dreams are made nowhere. of. That is dreams that are made of. Year, year imagine. one, yes, year one, just like yeah, but yeah. just you know, I just love the, I'd love the idea. I'd say they're probably it was probably very driven and very focused, but I just love the idea of people in like down the pub, just like shall we just will we put together yeah. a musical society? And now you're like you know you are up there with the cream of the crop of Irish amateur musical societies. Like I yeah. just love that idea. So year two, you're propelled into Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean baptism back, of fire. Yeah, that it's just it's a sensational story to be able to do that year one. Speaks to I know Sean O'Neill is the director up there, and they picked up four nominations. So best overall, obviously, best director Sean O'Neill, best musical director Roisin Core, and Kim Gildernew as Audrey picked up a Best Actress nod. Obviously, to achieve something that incredible straight out the gate, you have to do something really outlandish. And what they did was 
it was sort of a comic book land setting for Little Shop of Horrors. So it was present day, but set very much in comic book world, a lot of fourth wall breaks. Hmm. But again, you come back to like Michael Collins uh, and indeed like anything, I think that's nominated for best overall show a really, really well thought out overall vision for the show. I think, you know, one of the things that you'll see consistently rewarded in best overall in Ames is if you can bring a new novel vision to a show Hmm. and when you take something that's as well loved and has been performed as much as Little Shop of Horrors, it's going to help you from the perspective of getting nominations to bring something new to the table. Yeah. And by giving it a new setting, if you can pull that off, you're straight away going to catch the eye of an adjudicator yeah. because you're sitting there going a lot of thought, a lot of planning, a lot of innovation went into this. And can I mean, we did Little Shop of Horrors this year with odds. So we, we know how much of a just an incredible show it is, but also how much latitude you have to do interesting things with it, with yeah. it and how big those characters are. And when you have a show that is not picks up the kind of nominations it has, it's clear everybody performing in it was really of a, just a, such a high standard. Like mm-hmm. Liam McElvina has, has given a very sincere, you know, interesting performance as Seymour. Kim Gildernew picked up that nomination. Billy really cited her ability to kind of pull on the heartstrings yeah. of the audience and give it a great humanity in its portrayal and run on Johnson as, as Oren being just this incredibly aggressive character. And that's, that's just fantastic to see, you yeah. know, for somebody to enjoy that much success straight away. And I'm sure they're all sitting around in Coal Island going, yeah, I thought the same thing was hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why was ever what's everybody what's giving out about, you know, deal? being so hard to get best overall. You just it's go out there, easy. you put your best foot forward. You yeah. just, you know, just do the just do the show. It's, yeah. it's very simple just, for just it. Just be better than everybody else. What's the yeah. problem? <laughs> you make it sound difficult. But no, it, but it's it's great. It's great to see and it, it, like you said, you know, this idea that a, a clear a, a clear not only a different vision but at least that it's clear because, you know, the, the, my, one of yeah. my pet peeves is when you go see a show that's different, air quotes, different, but it, you're coming away yeah. from being like, but I didn't enjoy that. I didn't actually exactly. like it. You know, there's a, there's a fine line between being different, you know, and and still actually getting entertainment value out of it. So to be able to, 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 to walk that line and to be able to do something different with it, but for it to still actually, you know, kind of keep the core... I swear, like I mean, like Little Shop is a brilliant show. So to hold on to yeah. that that excellent, like you know, excellent music, excellent story, and to just to do something a bit different with it, mm. but never kind of lose sight of what made it brilliant in the first place. I mean, that that's absolutely fantastic to see. It is. It's amazing. And outside of that great crack story, obviously we have Shannon in what I think was the Irish premiere of Shrek. They're it also was. nominated for best overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nominated for five. Obviously, you kind of feel if you're putting on Shrek, best visual surely has to be one of them, yeah. which is made up of you know costume, makeup, prop, because it's such a demanding show in that regard. But you have to get it right. So props to them. But they've also picked up a best director nomination for Oliver Hurley, best house management and best comedian for Lord Farquaad. Aelon uh, Fox has mm. got that. And, you know, it's one of those shows, it's a very funny show. You know, you're going to have to get the comedic elements of it right. It's clear that that 
has happened yeah. for them. Well, I, I think like Aidan Fox, you know, he's got a good track record of, of previous nominations and wins, especially in the comedian category. So I, I've no mm-hmm. doubt that I'd say his his portrait of Lord Farquaad probably was uh, was something to witness, I'd imagine. But I'm also mm-hmm. like Shannon have a fantastic track record of getting the nomination for house management. One of these years, I'm going to make the trip down to Shannon because I want to see what this is about. Like literally Mm. every year, I don't think it would be an outrageous statement to say you could nearly bank on them getting that nom every year. They always manage to do something a bit different, a bit kind of like they just, they just seem to have unlimited kind of creativity with what they do with their, with their house. So I'm, I'm one of these years I'm making the trip down. I'll stay, I'll I'll book a room. I'll stay the night and I'm going to see, I'm going to see what this is about because it sounds spectacular and I, I can only imagine what they were able to do with Shrek as their inspiration. Oh yeah. It's so thematically rich. Yeah. You know, oh. you can, you can really go to town with that, but it's great to see them pick up a best overall, because I think when you're doing the Irish amateur premiere, a lot of eyes are going to be on you. Mm-hmm. It's a show that a lot of societies have on their radar. I know Clara were due to do it. Yes. But unfortunately it was canceled due to the COVID outbreak. So obviously any of those societies that might have it in their contemplation for the next few years would be looking at it going, well, you know, how did it pan out? And the answer is obviously fantastic. So brilliant and a spectacular result for them. And of course, that brings us to Athlone Musical Society, the last nominee for the best overall in Sullivan. A fantastic show. Dan, you played Joseph. I played Joseph. Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. It was a great day. It was just, it was just a great day between between getting a nomination myself. But I I, I was saying to because we were like texting, obviously the usual like WhatsApp groups that you have for every show you do. And obviously that was like lighting up as the noms were coming in. But as I was saying to the guys, mm. I think my mother was... She was very delighted for me, but she was so delighted for Athlone as well because she absolutely yeah. loved it. And she was like, they were just so great. They were just so great. And it, it absolutely so deserved. And I was like, okay, mm. bring, it, bring it bring it back to me now. And she was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm glad for you. I'm glad for you. But Lavish your love on me, it. mom. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, it, it's one of those classic ones when you're watching nominations, right? So I, I loved that show when I saw it. I thought it was the most intelligent, interesting, thought-provoking way you could stage it. For anybody who didn't see it, it was all about climate change, climate action, resetting Joseph in a modern day. And the chorus of children were essentially onlookers led by somebody who was really quite a lookalike to credit Thunberg. (laughs) (laughs) Good girl, Sophie. (laughs) As essentially observers to the chaos that the adults who were supposed to be their guardians and guardians of the planet that they live on, essentially destroying it. And I, I, I just thought it was a brilliant way to change up the setting of that, which is obviously inherently biblical, but it's centered around how one person, Joseph, can be such an instrumental force of good in the world. And there's a great mirroring of the effect that Joseph has in this biblical story to the effect that somebody like Greta Thunberg can have on climate action and trying to get us to properly take care of the planet. But it was one of those ones when you're you're watching the nominations where at the very start, Athlone picks up best program and then nothing (laughs) all the way through. I said, are they going? It was just just such a fantastic show. Are they going to get anything else? And then bam, we hit the production team and the party starts. Mm -hmm. Leah Carroll as choreographer, 
Jer Madden as musical director and Alfie Kildoff as director. Boom. Just, I mean, getting those three <laughs> nominations. I know it's 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 amazing and like in when the the review came in for it and and Billy spoke so highly of all three members like he honestly he spoke so highly of all three of them and he was just like they they all did something amazing with it which is true and I was just I was in there I was like he has to nominate all three of them but I never I never I just never thought that ever would happen for a show that you would mm. see all three members of your production team picking up a nomination I mean like that's that's huge. Like it, you, you wouldn't see like, you know, in some instances, you know, two of your three that that wouldn't be that would be more common. But for all three, it was just I mean, like it's, it's so well deserved. The three of them are just absolute pros. And it was just it was just great. Yeah. It was just great to see. I remember I remember at the beginning going down to Athlone and I remember sitting down with Alfie on like the first evening when I went down for rehearsal and he went through like his vision for the show and like what he was mm. doing there because I'd, I'd I'd heard from like other people kind of like you know that I knew down there that they're like oh they're going to do they're thinking about doing something a bit different with it you know and put a bit kind of put a modern spin on it that, and that was great I mean like there's a part that would love to do Joseph like full biblical I'm talking like you know togas for everyone you know the, <laughs> the gold everywhere it'd be great but and 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 so there was kind of me a bit like oh it'd be great to do it like it'd be great to do it like biblical but as, that evening when I sat down with and he went through his idea he literally went through mm. it scene by scene and he explained like you know the idea about like kind of the beginning of the show so the overture and you have the kids kind of watching on with like you know their their placards like like people have had like the kids have had when they've been going up to the, the climate change protests in, in Dublin and yeah. right across the world and then kind of each scene and you know how like even even something like Potiphar kind of done more in the style of like Steve Jobs and Apple you know and just every time every scene he went through and at the end of it I just sat there and I was like you know that's actually really really clever really really, really clever. clever it is really clever <laughs> so, so as much as i would love to have done a biblical i was like no that's really clever mm. really clever so i mean i'm just i'm so happy for them all that they're just a fantastic bunch of people i, I loved being joseph in that show so to see yeah. them get the recognition that they absolutely deserve tenfold is just it's brilliant when 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 you take a risk like that and it pays off yeah, it's and it again comes back to that point, like that recurring theme that we see with those best overall show nominations, which is this interesting, innovative, clear vision for a show actually being executed incredibly well by the cast. I mean, there's so much to commend so many shows across the country. But if you're looking, I think, for maybe that extra piece of magic that transforms a show from being, you know, a really good show into something that's going to get a best overall nomination, it's getting it to a point where it's actually very memorable for reasons of going beyond just executing what might be expected of it really well Hmm. and giving it a new flavor and something that's very coherently put together and ties in with that new vision for it yeah now that that's not an excuse for those people to be running off and doing mad stuff with shows we still like to see things done as they're written <laughs> don't be don't be doing the run of yourself now don't 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 be getting any wild ideas <laughs> so that's what you're saying you want to get a best overall nomination just go wild reset everything in a in a completely different time period flip flip genders you know yeah, flip genders absolutely stage things in the round oh god have yeah. the actors play their instruments on stage yep do the whole thing a cappella. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just spitballing here. I know there's a, I mean any one of these is enough. But if any, you put them any all one together, of these is enough to get you best overall. Yeah. So if any 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 would-be directors are listening in, there you go. Take notes. I've given you about five golden ideas right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, all eyes will turn to September now as we uh, take the road to Killarney. Well, what I hope will be the road to Killarney, although unfortunately it's probably not looking likely. We may get another digital day out if we mm. don't get a physical trip down to the kingdom. Might might have a different feel this time around, but might have. It'll, it'll, it'll still... It'll still be a fairly wild one and a fairly lively one, I've no doubt, for, for many people. So Yeah, you'd never know. You you yourself might get to appear on a YouTube live video. Oh my God, that, that sure, I'd be done. We'd be finished with Ireland. I'd be off to Hollywood then. That'd be the end of it. I'll still make time for the oddcast every week, but you're very that'd probably good. be about it. You're very, don't forget us. Yeah, <laughs> this is where it started. Us, this is where it started. All right, that's where we leave it for this Ames Nominations special episode of The Oddcast. If you have any comments about the show or this week's episode, please email us at theoddcast at oddtheatre.com or get in touch with us on Facebook at The Oddcast by Odd Theatre or on Instagram at the same handle. Join us again in two weeks' time where we resume service as normal for another episode. See you later.